Here is one thing that I think we all know for certain. Like most things, Halloween is going to cost you a little more this year. Seems like the price of everything has gone up and gone up dramatically. What's behind this and what, if anything, can government do about it? Here's the senior economist for the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. David McDonald joins us first thing here on Global News Radio. David, good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here as always. And uh, let's start, if we could, maybe with the cause. Do we know exactly what is driving this seemingly unrelenting upward trend on prices, David? Yeah, well, I mean, the cause for the most recent month uh, in September is, uh, I mean, there's, there's three big categories. First is transportation. There's primarily gasoline, actually. Gasoline prices are way up, you know, up over 30 percent since this time last year, as well as to some degree the cost of new cars. And this is due to the, the supply shortage, the chip shortage in particular for new cars. Um, the second category is food, um, particularly um, uh, meats and particularly in grocery stores. And so uh, that's, that's up over 10%. You know, look at um, uh, beef or, or chicken, for instance, in grocery stores up 10% since September this time last year. Um, and the third big category is housing prices, particularly the, uh, the replacement cost of housing, so buying new houses, which is up 14% from last year. And, I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, the September numbers just came out, um, and, and now we've got the Bank of Canada announcing that despite this 4.4% uh, CPI that we saw uh, in September, they expect it to go up to 4.8% by the time Christmas rolls around. Um, and this is likely due, to, well, they're projecting this, this is likely due to, to, to energy prices. So again, things like gasoline, but also home heating costs, um, but also the supply chain issues hitting harder around Christmas time. So it's particularly around the Christmas gifts, trying to get those gifts. Um, will be, it appears, relatively challenging this year because there won't be enough of them, and so people will drive the prices up. Um, and so we'll, we'll be closing in, you know, it looks like by the end of the year, close to 5% uh, in December. That's, that's the projection from the Bank of Canada in any event. Okay, can you put this into some sort of historical perspective for us? I think, you know, most families right now really feeling it, really feeling it in those areas you mentioned, in particular the grocery store and the food bill. But are we in kind of record times here? Are we seeing record inflation? Oh, it's been it's been decades since we've seen inflation at this rate, uh, and so it's extremely high. Uh, in the same way that um, you know, in the first months of the pandemic, we saw deflation for a couple months, which was itself extremely unusual. And so we're seeing these big swings. Um, you know, the the question really is how much uh, how much of this is going to last, um, and what impact it might have on on economic growth. I mean, in the same Bank of Canada report. They revised down the projected economic growth for 2021 by a full point, which is which is a fair amount. I mean, it's still expected to be pretty high at, at five. Well, supposed to close to normal at about five percent, but they expected it to be at six percent, and it's now down to five. Um, and and a big part of this is that you you don't have the economic activity if you can't sell the goods, right? So if you don't have the cars because you don't have the chips and you don't have the toys for Christmas, you can't sell the toys and therefore you can't generate the, the, the GDP as a result of it. Um, and so, I, you know, the real question is whether it's it's permanent, that this is a new normal of 4 or 5% inflation, or whether mm-hmm. it's something that's a bit more temporary. Well, you're leading right into my next question. Let me ask you that. Is it sure, temporary sure. or are these price increases? Is it kind of like taxes? You know, they say once a tax is instituted, it's there to stay. Once a price increases, is it there to uh, stay? Is the likelihood of it uh, going down, inflation going down, pretty slim? Yeah, I mean, and the measure of inflation isn't so much whether prices are higher, it's whether they are consistently higher month after month, year after year, that they're going up, you know, much more than, say, 2%. 
Um, and, and that's the real question is whether this is, you know, a one-time bump up in price and then it stays at that new price, or if it's uh, every year gasoline prices go up 30% or something like that. Uh, you know, I think on the energy price front, it, it's unlikely this is going to continuously go up, um, you know, year after year. Um, you know, on the housing price front, this is certainly something that, uh, you know, Canadians are very familiar with as the house prices keep going up in Canada, despite the fact people saying, ah, oh, Canadians are over leveraged. I mean, I've certainly said this. Um, but that doesn't seem to stop Canadians from getting bigger and bigger mortgages every year, in large part because interest rates are just at rock bottom. I mean, we do have to remember that the Bank of Canada has kept its its uh, uh, you know its benchmark rate, its overnight rate at, at um, uh, you know a quarter of a percentage point. It's it's been there since the start of the pandemic. So this is very much dry. I mean, it should be driving very strong economic growth, um, just because there's so much incentive to take on more debt, either for households or for businesses. Um, but in terms of, you know, whether it's temporary, the bank continues to think that it's temporary. Although, of course, if uh, we don't, if, if it doesn't start to ease off in the new year, then the bank will start to, to hike that overnight rate. Um, now, that's not necessarily the, what, what, you know, the best approach to this in a general sense. I mean, the bank has a tool. Its tool is interest rates. That, that is its tool. So it will use the tool in the new year um, if it starts to see, if it starts to continue to see high inflation. I think an interesting question is, are there other ways that we can reduce inflation mm-hmm. through government interventions that doesn't hit everybody with this interest rate increase, which is going to hurt you know, businesses and mortgage holders and so on, because now they'll have to pay uh, higher amounts on, on, on their debt. Okay, so is it time then, David, for the government to step in? How do they uh, know when is the right time? And if they do, what sort of uh, tools are at their disposal? What levers can they pull to help maybe ease some of this uh, inflationary pressure? So, I mean, one of the interesting pieces is the important role that um, home prices are, are, are playing in driving up um, the, well, I mean, home, home prices are rising, but that's also driving up this this part of this inflation index. And so implementing some of the measures that were discussed in the fall election in terms of limiting uh, foreign influence, for instance, on, on Canadian house prices, implementing those things sooner rather than later would hopefully have an impact on house prices, but also have an impact on, on the CPI, at, at, you know, as a knock-on effect. Um, one of the approaches in the U.S. has been really taking a good look at these supply chains and trying to figure out where are the bottlenecks and how can we relieve those bottlenecks. In the U.S., there was a real focus on running ports 24 hours a day to get um, to get container ships and the containers off of ships onto uh, rail lines, onto trucks, and get them out of those real bottlenecks around ports. The Canadian situation, I think, is, you know, it's well worth examining that and whether governments can step in and use the bully pulpit, in essence, to call up big companies and say, look, you know, we're going to better organize this because there's a real bottleneck around this port or that port. Um, and then in terms of other things, there's actually a fair amount of, of products that, that Canadians buy or fees that Canadians pay that are government controlled, in essence. Uh, you know, think of child care fees. Child care is a part of the CPI index. Um, and so if the government is successful in driving down child care fees, for instance, it would go away to sort of reducing the average increase in prices. Now, that's not going to affect you know, the price of meat and chicken. Um, but it's an average over a whole variety of goods. And so insofar as governments have some control over things like, uh, you know, the cost of childcare or the, the cost of drugs, for instance, or the cost of uh, long-term care, these are ways that the government can push down fees in those areas. 
to, to somewhat offset fees in other areas that we have less control over, like the price of gasoline or the price of meat in the grocery store. Right. So is it the government's feeling as of right now, as of today, David, that this will all kind of work itself out or sort itself out, that the chip shortage, uh, low inventory when it comes to things like cars and other consumer products, that eventually is going to go away? Uh, this bottleneck that you talked about in the supply chain, that's going to work itself out, that they're still going to give this uh, some time? That's the bank's opinion. Uh, I mean, the government uh, has yet to come back, and so it's not entirely clear if they're going to focus on trying to reduce prices in key areas like housing, for instance, or fees that people pay for for government services. We'll really have to see at the speech from the throne uh, whether that is something this new government will focus on. But that's certainly the bank's opinion at this point. Um, Of course, uh, you know, the, the governor says that is our opinion if it changes. We'll use our, our blunt instrument, which is interest rate increases in, uh, you know, in in the first, well, probably in the second quarter of, of, of 2022. Okay. What, just finally, what is your forecasting telling you about that? Or do we know what the Bank of Canada at this point will do with interest rates? Because, you know, there are a lot of people highly leveraged, particularly when it comes to these uh, housing prices, as you mentioned, and really concerned about even a slight increase or uptick in interest rates. Well, and we're at record high leverage, uh, not only in the household sector, but also in the corporate sector. And so we're very leveraged as a country. The private sector is very leveraged, historically so. Um, And so even small changes in the overnight rate, I suspect, will have big impact on economic growth uh, insofar as you don't need to change the interest rate very much when when you're already at 0.25, which is what the overnight rate is, um, to suck a lot of money out of consumers' pockets because they've got a variable rate mortgage or suck a lot of money out of businesses' pockets because they have a variable rate on, uh, you know, on a business loan. And so, I mean, we've really lived in this world of rock-bottom interest rates for a long time. Uh, it, you know, it's not necessarily all that healthy to, have, to be right at the, the lowest point of where the Bank of Canada can move its interest rate because... You know, we can't go any further down. There's no more stimulus the Bank of Canada can give. And so you really have to look to federal and provincial governments and their own spending power to drive growth in in order, in essence, to create room for the Bank of Canada to have a slightly higher interest rate and to start to become, uh, you know, an active participant in trying to manage the economy. At this point, they're not. I mean, at this point, they're just dirt rock bottom. There's no there's no you know, you can't go to negative interest rates, although there's been some experimentation with that in Europe. We there doesn't seem any interest to do that in Canada. Um, and so they're really not playing in the game. I mean, they're just writing reports at this point. Um, so, I, I mean, what would be interesting to see is what would be good is to get off of this lower bound that we're sitting at at 0.25, which is the, the overnight rate for the Bank of Canada. Um, and so I, I actually don't think that inflation, some inflation and some increase in the overnight rate is the end of the world. Um, but the challenge, of course, is that, you know, we've stocked up on debt to such a degree that it's it'll be interesting to see how much it's even possible now to see higher interest rates. Um, now, this you know, these are interest rates that apply to, to debt, but there's also interest rates that apply to savings accounts, for instance, that people are trying to save and they think, you know, I'm not making sure. any money in my savings account. Well, part of the reason is we have so much debt, we, we, can't interest, we can't increase those interest rates very much because we bankrupt everybody with a mortgage uh, or with a business loan. All right. I always feel better informed after spending a few minutes with David McDonald. David, appreciate it as always, and thanks for breaking this down for us. Okay, thanks for having me. David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.